No one knows what's going on at the moment. Everyone can be an expert, and they all claim something. It's gonna be the future. In this world, how can you know who's right? And but there is something for you as an individual survive and thrive on this planet, and that's by finding yourself and it's by you know just. Just be critical thinking and doing the right thing that you believe, and you you can feel the peace within when you make that decision. And I found that so powerful and critical. Hello, and welcome to Love as a Business Strategy, a podcast that brings humanity to the workplace. We're here to talk about business, but we want to tackle topics that most business leaders shy away from. We believe that humanity and love should be at the center of every successful business. As always, I'm your host, Jeff Ma, and I'm here to have conversations and hear stories with real people about real businesses in the real world. And my guest today is Isabella Wang, and she is a futurist, a social entrepreneur, and a speaker, and an author, all kinds of things. But importantly, she's an expert in digital transformation but she's on a mission to humanize the world by leveraging the power of that technology. And Isabella demonstrates her forward-thinking approach in her work as a partner at the Creative House, a creative digital company, and as well as being a board member and operations director at the New York Marketing Association. I got to know her through her role as a strategic advisor for AKFI, which is the Actionable Knowledge Foundational Institute. And she's also the author of The Digital Mind of Tomorrow, Rethink, Transform, and Thrive in a Fast-Changing and Brutal Digital World. I love that title. I'm excited to talk to her as she is the leader in the movement of change that aligns very much with mine, which is to bring humanity back to the workplace. So I'm excited uh, that you're here. Thanks for coming, Isabella. How are you today? I'm equally excited. feel so looking forward to this conversation that we're both just come naturally unprepared and see how the flow goes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm Isabella before the show has seen my pre-show routine and she is rightfully pointing out, I'm never prepared for these and that's what makes it so great. Um, but but um, Isabella, I, will, I do want to start with obviously just centering around you. If you could just paint a picture of your your passion for me if like what brings you to where you are today not to be silly but i think uh since i was little this goal this vision has been vivid or it's been there um it sounds silly if i say it you know just bluntly i want to change the world i want to do something to change the world and uh for for everyone this might sound like oh it's none of my business are you crazy what can you do as a girl um but now that that picture is getting more and more clear and i actually in my core uh i i also mentioned that to you consider myself an entrepreneur i'm not just saying that because of i call myself entrepreneur i actually didn't even know the word entrepreneur before i behave or I would say appreciate those qualities that entrepreneur be, be possessed. Um, for example, like 10 years ago, before I was even graduated, uh, I would look to those things or events or people that it's in that world. And I didn't even know how to say entrepreneur properly yet. And just those, yeah, 
I'm serious. Entrepreneurship, entrepreneur. I was like entrepreneur, entrepreneur. And then, but the things they do, the the spirit they possess, and the calling that it they're um, advocating, uh, it just touched me. And uh, uh, and it was it was not it wasn't you know a common thing to do. Be to be honest, most people like my friends will be looking for jobs, and they will wake up uh, early in the morning, take on the subway. Uh, while Isabella is at home checking some uh, random events or speaking conferences, it feels odd to be honest. But I don't know. I just felt like that's something I need to do. I want to pursue that goal. And um, so throughout the years, that that has been coming together uh, little by little, meeting the right people, mentoring me, uh, getting to the right community, building community, uh, little small project, big projects, businesses, and now to this point, writing the book based on my observation of the society. And I just can see things started to come in together. Amazing. And I know that you, you, you um, call yourself a social entrepreneur. Can you explain what that means to you to be a social entrepreneur? Yeah. Um, from it's obvious from the world, something relates to the society for, for, for social, I think. I actually recently uh, became clear about that to call myself a social entrepreneur since um, I found myself very tied to, to the human relationship and as a community living in this world and in a worldly term, it's the society, right? The social connections between the people. I want to uh, amplify the value about this connection between each one of us, not necessarily just to solve a pain or a critical problem and then it happened to generate a lot of money. I really want to emphasize on this collectively, uh, holistically coexisting uh, community that we all belong to and how can I create something, uh, bring out value out of that system. So to me, it's more on this social perspective of the the value not necessarily just to solve a problem or to to make money and uh, and it all comes down to the human nature the core of humanity and that's what i always value the most awesome awesome and i i have to ask i guess if you if you don't mind can you share mm -hmm. kind of your a part of your journey or the connection between technology and all the things you just said, right? So, yeah. so there's, there's often a disconnect and everyone's story is a little bit different. I'm curious, yeah. where, do, where does that overlap for you and how did that happen? Great question. And you just opened up our conversation. I can see um, very positively. So from technology to what I'm doing, uh, long story short, it's because of the work I do uh, with digital digitalization, digital marketing, and all the things that I can be able to see on the frontier of what's happening right today in the world with technologies. And I can see there's a huge missing gap and not being addressed or not to being paying much attention to is the human aspect of it. It's like how these things actually serve us or where we're heading with these things, why we're doing these things. At the end, we want a happy life for everyone, right? As a human being, as an individual. But I see 
is not going to that direction. More specifically, like people are being um, blinded by what technology really do to them in the daily life and, uh, and how to be able to do critical thinking in an overloaded informational information age and how young gener younger generations are indulged in the heavily digitalized society that they, they don't possess those human connection anymore. There's so many, again, this social things that I observed and it just bothers me, I guess, in the core on top of it, the pandemic happened. And I see this massive transition from offline to online. And there's something you can just see is irreversibly, you know, changed. And then while a lot of people are still thinking, oh, once the pandemic is over, uh, we'll be back to the Oh, the norm, they call it norm or once or something like, but their mind is not catching up of what's really going on. Some of the things are just irreversible and all of this, I know it's a little bit, a little bit everywhere. That's why it's complicated. It just triggered me to start shifting my attention to what the technology is really doing to, to us as a human society. And that started the idea for me to write this book. And as I'm writing, it had a hundred thousand times shifts and turns. And eventually after a lot of uh, painful self-reflection and, and questioning and researching, I came to the conclusion to focus on the path to, to, to focus on the humanity side of technology development, not just the technology itself amazing yeah. can you can you share some of that you you said painful yeah introspection and self kind of uh, <laughs> addressing yourself is there any of that you could share with us absolutely um well it's one of the 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 key person that actually pushed me to to go down that road to to think what i'm really want to talk about um uh, first of the things, it's when I first started writing the book, I was like everyone else focusing on the business part and uh, those jargons, buzzwords, and the trendy topics and um, digitalization, metaverse, uh, Web3. And when I was writing, I just felt so stuck. It, I am like, what I'm writing about and where this really taking me. And when Mawa read my book, and he was like, no, 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 Isabella, this is not you. Are you sure this is your book? There's a bunch of. <laughs> for, for the audience, for the audience, who's Manuel? Oh, Just, who's Manuel? Yeah, um, I know Manuel, but <laughs> who is Manuel he? Manuel is the, the executive director at Actionable uh, Knowledge Fund, Foundational Institute, a nonprofit. Uh, the first nonprofit to bridging the gap between ESG, digital transformation, and uh, sustainability. And uh, funny enough, Manuel, I think he rumbled, he stumbled into my website before I even finished my book. And uh, somehow, I see this beauty of the universe. Uh, he reached out, and I usually don't get too engaged, but I respond. And then we start connect and he became the mentor while I was writing this book and uh, voluntarily. And also in, in return, I started trying to uh, advise him on AKFI and that's how the relationship uh, started to build. Yeah. Got it. Sorry for the tangent. Sorry. Just no worries. <laughs> yes. But um, 
back to the story. Uh, so he can see that I'm into something else, but I'm writing a completely different thing because I want to follow the trends. I want to become the part of the common topic to get popular, to, to make people you know, remember me, but that's not the case because that's not me. And I wouldn't be remembered or get popular because I wrote a book with a lot of buzzwords or looks trendy. He made me realize that. And he just said, what you really want to do, it's something on the human side, that's all I can tell you. And you go figure out what you want to write uh, in terms of the technology and the humanity. And that's the, the I wouldn't say painful, maybe that's the wrong words, but uh, the painful is more like when I get stuck and I don't know what's wrong. And after he pointed out that, it's a hard decision to make also. Like, are you gonna just uh, follow your heart? That's a reason, a real example to show. Are you gonna follow your heart or are you gonna just follow a path that you know it's gonna work. You know people are gonna follow by a tons of your book because you're talking about trendy stuff. And as Isabella, of course, I made the decision to follow my heart and it's a huge relief. And as I mentioned, and things start to come together. Once I tune into what I'm really passionate and what I really wanted to do and, uh, and the book it's done. <laughs> that's awesome always good to know that you have no regrets when working on something that um that big and that big of a project so yes. what what ended up in mm -hmm. that book you followed your heart and yeah. now it's out there what what is um tell us about the book what is it what is it centered around yeah so the book um mainly as you, you read about the subtitle uh, very well to rethink, to transform, and to face this fast-changing, I call it brutal, brutal digital world, meaning you really need to think about your future uh, more, not just to rely on a third party or like some educational system or another credible expert to telling you what's going on. Because when I was writing the book, the truth is I was also interviewing tons of people on purpose. I want to get verification. I don't want to just be a self-imaginary. And one thing I came to realize is no one knows what's going on at the moment. Everyone can be an expert and they all claim something. It's going to be the future. In this world, how can you know who's right? And But there is something for you as an individual, survive and thrive on this planet. And that's by finding yourself and it's by, you know, just, just be critical thinking and doing the right thing that you believe and you, you can feel the peace within when you make that decision. And I found that so powerful and critical. And um, okay, that's a little bit, <laughs> back to my book and <laughs> back to my book. Um, what I'm really doing is to, to simply sharing Isabella's opinion of, okay, what I observed technology has done to us as a person, to as a business and as a society as a whole. Uh, for example, artificial intelligence and this fear of machine learning, this fear of metaverse or uh, uh, human labor is going to be replaced and all this kind of crisis we're facing. And, and this book is actually more talking to people who wants to make a change in this chaotic age to, to how to be not to disturb by the distraction and how to back to my theory, follow your intuition, follow that 
flow-based, you know, natural way of living and to to counterbalance with this chaotic world. So that's, and there's a lot of, I, I summarize it on a very abstract high level, but there are some um, resources and conversations, interview clips I've collect together to, to further elaborate of what I just tell everyone to make you understand, ah, oh, why Isabella think like this? Why she believe younger generations needs more guidance and they're in some sort of thinking degeneration things like that yeah got it very interesting i i um i have to of course now bring the conversation <laughs> over to you know love essentially mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. as the sh as the show is aptly named so when i think of business and how really there is no business without technology now and technology obviously is at the center of really everything that's being you know done in business and it's either a small medium or usually large part of every business's success and progress and evolution yes. so um what in that sense are you seeing in terms of the importance of love or mm -hmm if you just want to call it culture or human mm -hmm. interaction or any of those elements mm -hmm. um, as it pertains to business and, and, and by extension technology, right? What are you seeing um, stand out from your perspective as important in terms of culture, um, human and humanizing of things in the business world? Right. So I feel like now when I was writing the book, um, I, I mentioned in the preface that I think society has two top pressing issue on top of everything, the climate, it's burnt, whatever, uh, the sun, the, all that. Number one, I see it's a lack of trust it's not just a lack of trust it's no trust and number two it's a lack of clear purpose i add clear here not just purpose it seems that we have some sort of purpose no but not clear we're we're trying to take a bet or take a chance and without trust i just don't see things can happen at all it, it can happen but it's not a real thing that is happening to, to change, to bring humanity to the next level, to, to uplifting us. And that relates to what you guys doing, love as a business, and why we need to tighten this culture thing into business, into, into anything we're doing. Because I see that as a foundation. We're, we're, we're so good at being, you know, blindfolded by the superficial things. If it's our money generated or if we're smiling in front of people, it means we're good. That's absolutely wrong. And that's so hard for people to, to face the reality, to see the, what's really valuable underneath those superficial cover up, in my opinion. And I want people to be more, more to into this genuine um, reflection not to be blindfolded and this is hard and so so to me it's very but if we don't get to this fundamental level we're just 
going run and run and not going anywhere. And that's what I see it's going on right now with all these fast technology development. I was just listening to amazing podcast by a, a very no, very known person, John Gerald. I'm very bad with name. And he's like a, a philosopher, um, American computer scientist, and he's very well known. And he's a huge believer in in culture and in love, in philosophy. And um, he doesn't believe in those technology. He said, yeah, artificial intelligence, awesome. Such a new innovation. I heard it back in 1984. So basically he's saying all these things we're talking about, it's been going on, but um, we make it sounds like it's new. Uh, we're just trying to, to, to make some cover up to make us feel like we're progressing in a sense, yeah. Yeah, I think you really um, hit me with the the assessment of like your top two kind of issues. I've never mm-hmm. heard them framed so clearly that way, but I have to agree. And I think trust uh, really stands out to me as as an issue. What are you seeing, I guess, mm-hmm. in terms of the problem when it comes to trust and also what what do you think caused it or i think what do you think is leading us to have as you said no trust is this superficial world i think we're all pursuing some sort of materialistic and and it just the the relationship is not genuine it's not genuine anymore and everything is built on this kind of philosophy i would say so, so that's like the foundation of not being able to trust each other. Uh, everyone is faking it. Uh, mm. Maybe a good example is the social media. If you look at their profile, this is a very cliche uh, example. It's not them. It's not. We we need to show our your favorite world vulnerability. What's really going on? And when entrepreneur or successful people is out there talking about their success. That's not the real story. And and people are believing this false statement and they get even more miserable. Well, let me move, let me ask this. Mm-hmm. What in in your opinion yeah is the solution? Like how how do we gain trust or bring trust back to this world or to a business or even just to a group of people? How do you how do we fix that? I believe being a genuine human, it's the it's the foundation. Like be genuine, be yourself, and don't get don't get lost in this in this fuzzy, uh, crowded world. It's it's the first step uh, to be more maybe practical. Is to keep distance with this digital device to keep it to leave space for yourself for your mind i really believe human has the potential to to uh course correction themselves just by themselves not you don't need another source to tell you isabella read this isabella you should follow that i really believe we have this universe power somehow when we're really having a space the time the peaceful moment for ourselves and to course correction our behavior, our our thoughts, and that start from from being yourself, really facing yourself, and not to busy seeking anything external or to follow another trend. And that's that's what I believe. 
Do you have any um, direction for people who uh, find this? I know you're talking about a lot of this stuff at this global cultural movement level. If you were to zoom in on on something that you know people can take away for themselves, so for instance, if they work with teams or if they're a leader or, or a CEO or an entrepreneur within their ecosystem, what would be your I guess, recommendation for them when it comes to all these problems and how to fix them. The trust, the the loss of self or... Uh, just in general, right? In general, in terms mm -hmm. of the human element um, lacking in, in technology. Like I mentioned before, you know, technology is a, a large factor. You're either working in technology or with technology when mm -hmm. we talk about business today. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, you're pointing out a lot of these elements of like the human element gone missing yeah. from it. Yeah. How do business, how do business owners, leaders, you know, professionals, anyone working in and around technology, okay. uh, what do they need to do? What do they need to look out for? Okay. So I just said a talk last week. I think I mentioned that at the panel. And when we talk, when I talk about what's my advice, I, I want to, uh clarify first um it's very hard because of the big environment how how we're you know stuck in this capitalism dominate world i will admit it's very hard it's not something oh just be yourself and listen to your employee and and be a human that can happen i say that not to say this is not possible i say that just for us to be aware what kind of thing we're getting into and also to be proud that you're one of those that who are willing to take this lead because there are people out there like this and like last week at the panel all of those speaking uh amazing speakers they're one of them and um and uh obviously they're they have an entrepreneurial background so these kind of uh, characters really contribute in tackling these kind of challenges we're facing today is to you first need to be step up just not be not to be afraid to be one of those odd leader even it's hard I know you need to lose you need to maybe even get fired I don't know but I believe you can get a huge reward down the road and there are people around you just we need to I was thinking about that. We need an ecosystem. We need to connect those people so you're not feeling alone. And you mentioned that a few people can make a huge impact. So we don't need that, like hundreds of leaders, conscious leaders like that. We just need a decent amount of them. But you have to be them first in order to identify or attract them. Otherwise, you're just being one of those old school corporate leader as always, if you don't step out first. So I see that first step, it's very hard. So by saying that I'm not to being, you know, not optimistic, I really suspect there's maybe, there will be a, a handful of them will, will, you know, I'm done with this corporate world. I'm gonna do something meaningful in my last few years. I trust there are a few people like that. And that's, that's literally my advice. Uh, on top of everything, I wouldn't even mention, oh, be listening to your people, open-minded. I know that's not going to happen. Like, even you do it, but if you're not really in core being that person, 
it's not going to change anything. And but being surrounded, when you become that and you surround it with a group of people like that, something can happen. And that's what I see from those speakers I, I talked with. Um, they step out, they, they never, you know, be afraid, they embrace risk and failure. And, uh, and they're living the life they always want to have. Yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't agree more. And you, you're absolutely That's right. I think you hit, you hit the, <laughs> it's a very weird talk. I know. <laughs> no, I mean, but you hit the nail on the head because you're coding. <laughs> I mean, it's something we we wrestle with all the time in the work that I do. That's the hardest part to really get people to understand is that it is very hard. And what we're looking for is not a process change or a tool change or any one type of specific action that people take but it actually requires a, a change in individuals and not just about individuals, but within individuals, right? It has to be a new found motivation for many, a new found calling that um, you kind of mentioned earlier is it has for most of us been um, set as the capitalist kind of motivation that we're just locked into you know, greed is good. And whether we kind of say it out loud or not, we're driven by those factors more than any. And it's, it's a very different space to get people to see the value of, of human um, value, right? Human gain within, within these areas where um, just kind of uh, what I always call it is like a personal case for change, which is, what is what is it in your life that will motivate you to make a, a, a change in yourself for the benefit of others, not just for you know monetary gain or power or status and things like that? What else might drive you? And I think that's been the hardest journey. Like you said, um, I agree with your first step. It's like it's finding that, finding the courage to to not only find that, but then but then start taking steps to pursue it. And that's, yeah. I think, easier easier said than done, right? Yes, and um, it reminds me, I shouldn't be so, you know, hardcore. Actually, I would encourage those leaders um, to start feeling the taste of being stepping out. Not like all of a sudden, you can quietly doing within yourself first. You know what you did is different than before. Maybe before you you would just focus on number or you would do decisions, but you slowly starting to, to, to incorporate that humane side or you follow more your conscious heart. I don't want to be exact. It's, it's, it's going to be too detailed if to be exact, but you know what I'm talking about. If you start following that conscious heart, I think they can, you can feel the reward feelings and, and it will encourage you more once you taste it. And, Little by little, you step up more, you step up more, and it becomes part of you. Maybe that will help, but you have to be aware to to do that to begin with. Yeah, a lot of us maybe think, oh, it's just have to be some overnight step and to execute, or it's not like that, in my opinion. Yeah. Absolutely. Again, I think we're on the exact same page with a lot of these things, which is why... I'm um, just nodding and smiling. So um, 
this is this is a lesson that I don't know if we ever get across well enough, no matter how many times we say it. The power of like true yeah. introspection mm-hmm. uh, for people to really take a hard look at ourselves is I'm still working on it. It's still a struggle <laughs> that many people have, but many people haven't tried or practiced in their entire adult life, right? Like something where as soon as you find success, uh, whether you know in a role or in you know a job, whatever, um, it, it's locked in. It's much easier to kind of just let's just repeat and and stay in this lane of what works. Absolutely, and I think it's so hard to pause and say, you know what? Maybe I am part of a problem. Maybe I am not as good as I think I am. Maybe I am creating issues that I don't see. And yeah, I, I don't. I don't know that. Um, the average person is able to easily access that place um, that is so powerful if we do. Absolutely. I know it's hard. It's yeah. The topic, well, you guys talk about love and all that. I'm sure you have more a uh, practical way to guide people to how to experience the progress or how to actually do it. I really need to come down to that level in better explaining and better guiding um, people, not just on the overstatement. Um, so yeah, I agree. It's uh, it's complex. It's definitely complex because mm-hmm. overall, all these things we're talking about, technology, digital age, and it's so complex. It's not because, oh, it's just good or bad. It's, it's both. To me, it's always about the balance point of both it's not just oh i'm just gonna go for the good forget about the bad i think that's where we're we're not being able to to do with technology as well we're going one direction extreme direction and we we're lack of you know observation or like you said reflection on the other side on the human side or the downside of the technology we what we really need to do is just to to find a balance and maybe to find a, a in a slower pace, but it's very hard because we're already on the racing road. And um, but I believe there's a hope and there there is hope if we all be more conscious and aware, like we're talking now. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I'm very hopeful, of course. So uh, Isabella, uh, Unfortunately, we run out of time. I have actually more questions, but maybe we'll talk again. We'll talk again uh, maybe soon. But in the meantime, can you share, um, I guess, if people want to get your book or hear more about you, what they can do to connect with you? Sure. Um, My book, the book is called The Digital Mind of Tomorrow. You can definitely search online or pop up on Amazon, Google Book, things like that. for me, uh, I'm very active on LinkedIn. Just search my name, Isabella W-A-N-G Wang, and you will find me on LinkedIn as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to come and chat with me. Um, mm-hmm. I hope, I hope, I, you know, I know you mentioned that um, we're, we operate at a little bit of different levels, and I think it's so important in terms of like you, you need people up in blue sky thinking you need people up in the in the mid-range and people down at the ground level working at all things and i i just feel so connected to like your your mission your ideas and everything i hope that we can continue to like work together and bring you know humanity back to the workplace 
Absolutely, Jeff. I appreciate the great question. And it actually haunting me now about <laughs> trusting, but uh, I will find out. I really appreciate this talk. It's a self-reflection even to me. So thank you so much. Amazing. Thank you to our listeners as well. Please continue supporting us. We really appreciate it. Um, and you can check out um, our best-selling book, Love is a Business Strategy, in the same places that you can find Isabella's book. <laughs> and um, please subscribe, rate the podcast, tell a friend, and continue kind of spreading that love. And we will see everybody next week. Thank you so much for tuning in.